The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. I'm Suda. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And hey, we're in Lego form, and there's only three versions, there's only three of each of us in Lego form in existence at this yep. moment. Technically, only two. Well, hopefully you correct that for yourself. Well, yes, but I want to make sure y'all got yours. And now I'm inspired to pursue the same thing for the Smugglers 3 over on Wookiee Radio. Okay. For those of you listening in who don't know what the heck we're talking about. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes, for Christmas presents for, for Mike and for Kylan... I made Lego mini versions, mini figure versions of the three of us and sent them off to them. And, well, of course, you know how the the uh, the post office is right now. It's what the 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 28th of January and uh, they just got them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The U.S. post office is slower than Nancy Pelosi walking the steps of the Capitol. Well, we oh. get old. Yeah, sure. There's old and then there's, well, never mind. <laughs> old. I, my, my, All right. my, mom, my mom got, just got her Christmas card and we sent it the week before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my heart goes out to the individual mail carriers because, you know, they're working long hours and th- it's just the, the, pile the 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 stockpile it just seems like it never gets any smaller 
No. 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 And my dad was a mail carrier for you know several years. I took the mail carrier exam at one point, and it's kind of like, no, I, I cannot do this. So I'm not. I am not going to criticize the mail carriers. No, no. Those no. further up the food chain, that's different. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But Merry Christmas, you guys. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. It's Christmas every day in my heart. So, hey, I I love it, and I mean, as I told you when when I was when you talked about them, they are prominently displayed in front of my monitor. My they are. Monitor. You, you showed us that before we started recording tonight. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of stuff we were talking about before recording tonight. But, <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Are we current on WandaVision? Has everyone seen episode uh, three? I, yeah, I, I'm current. No. Oh. Y'all can talk, though. Okay. I, right. I am not a Q Colson. Oh, spoiler alert. Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, uh, episode four, by the time everybody hears this, episode four would, be, would have been out. So Right. I, I'm, I'm just going to say... Uh, I love the Brady Bunch vibe. Yep. Um, even the house changed a little bit to be it, Brady Bunch esque. Yeah. I mean, the kitchen. Is Tom Brady in this one? No. Oh. No. Um, but we find out more about uh, Sword a little bit. True. They become more predominant in this episode. Yeah. They're, 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 the, the Easter eggs. Really- the presence of sword is becoming more predominant. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. Um, and things things are going wrong a lot faster. You know, yeah. it's sort of like it's, there's like all these things are out of place more often now. Like in the first couple of episodes, especially first episode, it was like maybe one thing, and then like the second episode, it's like a couple of things, and now it's almost like more. Or so you're like, what is going on? You know, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we of course we start off where we left off with episode two. Uh, they go from black and white to color. We, you know, Wanda is pregnant. Uh, come find out at the beginning of the episode, according to the doctor, she's what four months pregnant. Four months pregnant, but it's only been a day. Yeah. By the end of the episode, I mean, we hit wait two, three days, and uh, guess what? Twins, they're here. Yeah, and uh, some of the gags with it, like when Wanda's water breaks, yeah, the gag is great, but it's so wrong because it's raining in the house, and she just looks at Vision and goes, I think my water broke. It's like, oh, this is so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> so many levels. Yep. It's hilarious, though. Um, but, like, when they go out and talk to the neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, the one neighbor is cutting through the concrete wall. Right. <laughs> the, the concrete block wall. And, oh, I'm just trimming a little low today. <laughs> what? Mm. We are getting more Truman Show esque mm-hmm. now with this. Yeah. Um, 
we are getting more of the uh, Wanda hearing in her head. Um, what's the line? Who's doing this? Yeah, yeah. who's doing this to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly who. I'm not sure if Vision is real or that's, that's the only thing I'm not sure of at the moment. But this definitely everyone else in there is real, and seem to and majority of them seem to be agents of, she, of Sword. And then Gertrude is it Gertrude? Gertrude, yeah. Is in this episode she questions? Um, Wanda brings up something about her brother Pietro, mm-hmm. and she slips and says. He was killed by Ultron. Uh Mm -hmm. Oh, that that triggers an angry side. Yeah, yeah. Along uh, along with her uh, her her contractions start. Well, and then the sort. Well, no, all this is brought up uh, after the babies were born. Oh, that's right. And then and then she's kind of and then all you know. And then she questions, "What's that around your neck?" Being the the sword medallion she has. Mm Hmm. Um, and she says it's a peace symbol. Well, not quite. And it's enough to trigger. Well, show ends with Gertrude, a.k.a. Monica Rambo, <laughs> being flung through the air to the ground outside mm-hmm. because it goes from the, the square framing of the TV series of like uh-huh. a 60s, 60s, early 70s TV screen. Yeah, to wise to a modern widescreen MCU for MCU format mm-hmm. to the letterbox to the letterbox gets more high def and Monica is bouncing off the ground with all the agents coming around her. I'm assuming to assist her. Yeah, but those guns were drawn. Yeah, so that, I don't. That, that, so I'm oh. almost wondering if this is not a sword facility and Monica was infiltrating as a member of sword. It's possible. Okay. I'm wondering, this is, go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if it, if, uh, Hydra captured her. AIM? You know, AIM could have, Who? you know, you, had yeah. the, you saw the guy in the B suit, you know? Yeah. Okay. Know. Just from what you're telling me and I, I have not seen the episode yet. It sounds it, it reminds me of the the tail end of the first Captain America movie where he wakes up and he's in the hospital room and and there's a, a ball game playing on the radio and and basically it's all just it's like a movie set. Yeah. And, and so now I've got this image of like Wanda being in some sort of well observation room. "Quote unquote." Uh, well, this is a Truman Show esque dome that is sitting in an actual town called Westview. Yeah. Okay. Because Monica <laughs> Rambo lands right near the the Westview sign. Right. And there's something like she comes she comes flying out of the dome, so it's obvious that there some somebody is monitoring what's going on inside. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't know what organization, but some, somebody's monitoring or, or, or maybe. Well, we know, we know. Episode. Well, we know swords involved and swords right. been involved from the get go. Cause they're, cause they're at the very end of the, 
episode one, you see sword reference right. sword. But I, I think sword is monitoring and watching to try and figure out what's going on to help. Well, so, something Sis, I noticed because I'm, I'm under the impression shield is down. There is no more shield at the moment still. Right. Well, yeah, for now. Um, but I know something that something that I noticed in the second episode was that helicopter, the, the toy helicopter that was in the bush. Um, that was it was the color. It was Iron Man's colors, but it had the sword emblem on it. Something uh, a theory that's out there is that maybe uh, Pym Tech is involved. Because what? How do we know that the helicopter wasn't actually shrunk, and maybe that is how Monica got in? Okay, I, I, I'm, yeah, but I'm does, with you. But doesn't she make an appearance in episode one? She does. Oh, okay, but, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe that helicopter is how she got in, and it—I don't know—maybe it got it crashed or something, but it ended up in that bush somehow. And especially if she shrunk. And she was temporarily shrunk, and then, you know, she gets out of it, and then full size, and then, you know, I don't it's know. The, That's a big it's the perfect way. It's the perfect way to infiltrate Yeah, if well, you're the size of a Hot Wheels car. But even before that, uh, in the black and white, Dottie, when she cuts her hand, that red, mm-hmm. it, you know, red's the first thing that comes back into the black and white. No, first color to come into the black and white. Right. Wait a minute. This isn't the same Dottie that was in Agent Carter, was it? I don't know. That's a that was fifties. Hold on. Uh, well, I have I have um from comicbook.com. Why is Dottie missing from the sword board? Uh, now the t. Te- I guess uh there is a teaser with the fourth episode that um you got Agnes. Uh, is there, uh, there's this board, which, which seems to be sword headquarters. It shows various citizens of Westview. Agnes is there, Herb, Norm, Norm, the hearts, but Dottie is absent, even though she's the self-proclaimed queen of Westview. In fact, the series has already gone out of his way to set up Dottie as an antagonist. So why isn't she being tracked by, by sword? Um, now, the board itself is being, I guess this is from the teaser for uh, episode four that comes out. It's already, that just dropped this weekend. Um, the board is positioned in a way that it would seem a chunk of content has been removed in post-production through the use of visual effects. Right now, the files for Agnes and Norm is a, big, is a space big enough for two more papers. Dottie, and likely Dr. Nelson. Nelson was, after all, has been featured in Wanda's sitcom series just as much as the hearts have. So why aren't Dottie and the doctor being tracked by sword? Maybe it's because neither characters have been identified by the outfit. Even then, one would think sword started to compile a file on everyone involved in the reality warping production. Because of that, it stands to reason that Sword already knows the true identities of Dottie and Dr. Nelson. Maybe the duo are already working with Sword in some capacity, and there's no need to track them. You know, maybe Dottie and the Doctor are, are Clea and Dr. Strange? Mm. And Sword already knows everything there is to know about them? Mm. 
Uh, yeah. Well, the other thing is, what if, what if the neighbors, at least the neighbors that we see, are actually magic users, and they're all there as well to try and, or maybe they're, they're maybe they're. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was saying neighbors in the same sense that Sharon Carter was a neighbor. Yeah. Well, and they could all trap together, you know. Well, in the show, she goes by it's Dottie or Dottie Jones, so I guess it is keeping up with the Joneses. Nah. Uh, I see what I did there. Wait, never mind. <laughs> um, she was not in uh, Agents of Shield. No, it was a yeah, it was a different Dottie. It's a different Dottie. Okay. Well, Agents of Shield was not Agent Carter. I mean, Agent Carter. She wasn't an Agent Carter either. Okay. Uh, Dottie is played by uh, Emma Caulfield Ford. So um, now one theory is, and, and I know I put this out there, vision. Is that really vision or is it creation of her imagination? Well, if this is inside her mind, then no, it's not going to be the real vision. But I don't know how much of it is inside her mind because you got real actors, Truman, Truman showing around her. I understand that. Well, here- I also understand this could be just like I'm going to pull in um, Firefly slash Serenity. Mm-hmm. How much of this if how much of this is in her mind? How much of it is outside her mind? And the part where Monica is flying, you know, you know asphalt diving with everything being in the letterbox high def format that's clearly outside of her mind right, right. that's clearly in reality and i'm just wondering how much of this is, or it would be inside her mind as induced hallucinations oh well here's my thought with um with vision we know the six place post end game right how far post end game don't know what was one key thing that happened in Affinity War near the end of the film? Sherry. Sherry was trying to remove Wanda, the Wanda. And I don't remember who else, as you said, getting right. Or they were trying to remove the Mind Stone, which they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. What else could they have been doing at the same time? Making a backup copy? Yeah. You're talking about Jarvis, dude. You I just said we're talking Jarvis. I understand we're talking Jarvis, but at this point in time, he's no longer Jarvis. He's Vision. No, I, I know, but if you basically make a backup copy of Vision, you've got Jarvis. Right. right. But who's to say that after Endgame, Wanda goes to Sherry and says, let's make a new body. Let's take the programming and put it back in him. Are you seriously saying Wanda's going to go to Wakanda telling Sherry, make me a new boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, it's, okay, the question is this, though. Now, how important was the Mind Stone in Vision being the Vision, though? Because we know that there is no, well, the Mind Stone is back where it's supposed to be. Even if they tried to synthesize a Mind Stone, it would not be the same thing because it's not imbued with cosmic power. I 
See, I, at this point in time, I don't think it, it's the Mind Stone. I just think it's another – it may be just a power crystal. I mean, and that, that is completely possible because there's a lot that happened off camera that none of us were right, privileged right. to see. And we, and we don't know just how far after Endgame this really is. No, right? we don't. And, and who's to say that you know, because of – you know, the the, bo- the the body hasn't been made yet. Wanda cracks, goes, uh, sword takes her, if it's sword, takes her to this facility. And then that's when, or maybe sword's the one that has the replicate body and managed to get the copy of the programming to put in him to keep her going. Okay. Just, this is just me while we're going out on limbs, going what ifs. All right. That show comes out later this year. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm wondering how do we know that? And, and I think we've talked we've we've touched on this earlier in the show. It's like if Sword is is trying to infiltrate whoever does have Wanda and is doing this to Wanda, mm-hmm. and and let's just say for the sake of argument that it is Aim. Okay. AIM was not the one that did the original research on Wanda. No. Right? Correct. That was Hydra. In the MCU, yes. In the MCU, yes. All right. What were they using to power their original experiments on Wanda and her brother? Wasn't it the Tesseract? It may have been the Tesseract, but I they also had Loki's staff. That's right. Oh. And, and isn't her power similar to the energy that's in the Mind Stone? Oh, yeah, because it could, she's able to bend reality. Okay. And, you know, this All could right. this this could be a Hydra facility that they're at. Because, you know, with all the commercials, we see Strucker. It, all the commercials are showing Hydra products. Okay. Mm-hmm. So far. So, there, so, so maybe S.W.O.R.D. is trying to infiltrate this Hydra facility and figure out what's going on. It could be a Hydra facility, or it could be somebody that's basically acquired this Hydra facility. Yes. Which, again, AIM would be a a nice – it would be an appropriate organization to do that if Hydra has been pretty much smashed once and for all. Right. Okay. Now, if you were wanting to create – a synthetic human being like vision and you wanted you wanted as close to the original as possible there is a question of you don't have a mind stone but you do have somebody with powers similar what if the whole purpose in you know causing all these hallucinations that's going on inside her mind is a result of experiments basically trying to trying to do with her powers what the Red Skull did with the Tesseract's powers. Mm. Because the the Red Skull was able to harness the Tesseract energy in the little batteries and the weapons right, and all that stuff. Mm. What if whoever's doing this is trying to do the same thing with Wanda? Yeah. Mm. Now, whether they have Vision's body or a backup copy or whatever – or it could just be that Vision is a red herring in all this. 
maybe he is maybe he's been inserted into this program as a way of basically calming her down. Yeah. Yeah. Like like giving a little girl her stuffed toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I at, at this point this is all just wild conjecture and we will we'll find out the real answers at some point. It'll be interesting to come back and listen to this episode that we're doing right now. This issue, excuse me, because we have issues. This issue to see just how far off we were. Yeah, I mean I mean yeah, because I you know the thing is I have there there are times when I'm thinking, well, you know, it can't be vision because this, 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 and that happened. But then I then I start having thoughts like what we're talking about now. And and then it makes me have to go back and rewatch all the stuff from Endgame from from uh, Infinity War and Endgame because, like you said, I'm not, I didn't take into account Hydra using uh, Loki's staff uh, to to power their experiments. And well, I don't remember. I mean, I would have to go back and watch Age of Ultron, right? But I know that Strucker and his outfit had the Mind Stone. Now, whether they were using it directly, I, I'm not sure. Right. But, I mean, if you're going to do this, I mean, it has been you know established that you can – you basically can squeeze Infinity Stone juice. Right. Into different applications. Right. I mean, they were using Infinity Stones, period. I know that. Yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. It could be that they were using the Mind Stone on Wanda with the with the Tesseract on Pietro, right? Because you know the Tesseract being the Space Stone, and of course he getting speedster powers, he can basically cover a lot of space very quickly, right? right. Hmm. It, hmm. That it, this it, it may just be me, but this is making sense to me that whoever has Wanda under observation, this could be some sort of exper- you know she could be the subject of these experiments. And yeah. the whole the whole point of all this it's it's like a it, it's it's almost like a sedative. This yeah. is all if this is all in her mind. It's either something that her that she's dreaming. While they've got her knocked out, or this is like being programmed into her mind, like like with Firefly, like with Serenity. And I'm also remembering a Batman the Animated Series episode where uh, the Mad Hatter had Batman under control of one of his little little chips. But he had him basically in a perfect world. You know, and, and he says, you know, hey. I've made this perfect world for you so you would be happy and you would not want to fight me. You had your own little world. Right. What it what if it's kind of something kind of like that? If you were in a happy little world, you've got your boyfriend, you've got, you know, you've got your your children, you've got your happy little home life, you don't notice that we're running all these different tests and experiments on you. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like three whole phases of the MCU that we can pull from to to put a scenario together. Are you trying to make a new vision? I, I'm not sure. I mean, if if you're trying to do, if you're trying to create a um, 
a wonder man. Oh, if you're try- basically trying to, you know, capture Wanda's energies to create a superhuman, like you, because vision and wonder man are very closely related in the comics because vision was visions. Brain patterns were based off of wonder man's right in the comics. And we and Simon Williams does exist in the MCU, albeit via like movie posters, right, and, and references like that. And it, I've seen articles that that reference a Grim Reaper mask that was an Easter egg in one of these episodes. I I, I have completely missed it. I haven't seen it yet, but it could be interesting. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking online it says the Grim Reaper Easter egg that you didn't notice in WandaVision. Okay. So yeah, I mean the the Grim Reaper is is also a character from the Avengers. Right. Uh, it can be interesting. Could be very interesting. Yeah, I mean it, in the comics, the Grim Reaper has uh, it, there's an obsession with the Vision Clan. Right. Right. So I mean he's the Grim Reaper has been an Avengers villain from very early on, and in the Vision comic. True. So. We could see either one come about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Grim Reaper would be cool. Wonder Man would be cool, especially if it gets start from here. Um, fantasy cast for Wonder Man? No, there is no fantasy casting for Wonder Man. Okay. Because he's already been cast. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's true. Nathan Fillion is Simon Williams in those movie posters that we've already seen. Yeah. That's true. Kevin Feige, don't you mess this up. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess moving along, Marvel must have the second week, um, WandaVision t-shirts to celebrate the ever-changing look and style uh, with a simple logo t-shirt, old s- school style. You can also find the series logo on a collection of other items ranging from bags to coffee mugs, notebooks, and more. Uh, all this on Zazzle. Uh, new WandaVision Funkos. Uh, one plus one is family, and little does the Wanda Funko know that she's soon going to have two baby boys. Hmm, Wiccan and Speed? In the meantime, though, she's going to snack through her fruit bowl, which she's clenching above her pregnant belly for the 70s pop. As for Vision, he's got a full dad holding a book that's hopefully going to help him out down the road. <laughs> And then WandaVision accessories. Uh, if Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica Rambo's silver necklace, uh, sparking type of emotional reaction for you. Good news. You could pick one up yourself. The solid sterling silver necklace features a 20 inch chain for the 35 millimeter by 17 millimeter pendant to match any. To, it'll match just about any threads that you've got. Uh, this th- uh, this necklace is going for ninety nine dollars on Rock Love Jewelry. Okay, cool. So, um, trying to see where to go next. Ah, speaking of Scarlet Witch, let's continue on. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, the sequel, introduces America Chavez, uh, especially with Sam. Oh, I, I think we discussed, talked about this back in December. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah. Never mind. Scratch Never that. Mind. Um, how about some quick comic news? Yeah. The Marvel. The Marvel Universe without the Avengers. A new trailer reveals Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis's latest epic, Heroes Reborn. Um, this is, you know, last week fans saw Marvel's most iconic heroes in mysterious teasers. Today, uh, being this was January 25th when this came out. This is from Marvel.com. Uh, Marvel Comics proudly announced that these characters will be part of a brand, brand new, bold new vision. The Marvel Universe, crafted by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Their critically acclaimed work on Avengers will reach a zenith with Heroes Reborn, a new series that answers the question of what the Marvel Universe will look like if the Avengers never assembled. What new super team would step up to fill the void? What deadly threats would emerge unchecked? And what would become of your favorite characters if they never became heroes? You know what? I, I would think because of the of it being the only team that would absolutely make sense to me, the Defenders. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like the, the Avengers are super organized, and, and I get it. But it, as chaotic as the world is, and heroes have their own things going on, I could see it being something like the Defenders. Like, yeah. you get you do what you need to do and then you go off you do something else and maybe this guy can't come in but then this person can come in and maybe these two can't come in but then this duo comes in you know it's it's there and it's fluid right and you know it's it's kind of like the football movie the replacements right yeah well the replacements are slightly different instead this world has always been protected by earth's mightiest heroes the squadron supreme of america so okay. the version of the Justice League. And now the squadron faced an attack from the from some of their fiercest enemies like Dr. Juggernaut, the Black Skull, the Silver Witch, and Thanos with his infinity rings. Blade is one Blade is one man alive who seems to remember the entire world has someone been has somehow been reborn. And so begins his search for the cause behind this ominous shift in reality. I have seen the just some of the concept art or, or teaser art for Dr. Juggernaut. And I got to say, I kind of like it. Dr. Juggernaut, huh? Dr. Juggernaut. I mean, if if Dr. Doom had designed the Juggernaut outfit. Yeah. That's what you got. Yeah. I mean, this this is it, this is kind of reminiscent of the Amalgam universe, mm-hmm. but with no DC, right? Hmm. Or maybe the, with just a just a hint of the the Star Trek Yesterday's Enterprise two parter. Yeah, because you know Blade's the only one that can remember this. This isn't right, and and Guinan was the only one that could remember. Well, this is not supposed to be right either. Right. Yep. So I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to this. It, it seems awesome. It, it yeah. does. A new spin, I, a new spin on the what if. Yeah. And, and when you said, you know, some of your favorite heroes never became heroes, I just had immediately had this mental image of a scrawny Steve Rogers doing a painting show. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to put some happy little trees here. We're gonna do we're gonna do happy trees in in the alleyway. Yeah, right this next is a happy right next little to the, alley in Brooklyn. 
right next to the pizza box. Yeah. We're going to put in some happy little garbage cans right here. <laughs> now, <laughs> speaking of Steve Rogers, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Anthony Mackie says Disney Plus series determines new Captain America. Uh, Didn't we say that was going to happen? Yep. Uh, the, pres- the presumptive frontrunner talked to uh, Rich Eisen about the show. Uh, the fervor has erupted on social media about who will wield the shield in the series. Things got especially heated after it was reported that Chris Evans will be returning as Captain America in an unknown capacity for Marvel. However, Mackie has tried to play defense against the notion uh, he'll be strolling around with the shield over the course of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. His comments uh, do little to dispel that notion. But here's the deal. Steve Rogers... Chris Evans can still be cap and still have Anthony Mackie be cap. If that's the direction they go because they did it in the comics. Well, also just because Chris Evans is returning, Mm -hmm. it does not mean that he'll be the one in, in the star spangled outfit slinging the shield. Right. He could be the Mr. Miyagi type character here. Right. Te- you know, teaching Sam, this is how you throw it. You use like an underhand motion with a little twist of the wrist right as you let it go. That sort of thing. Well, right. I, and who's to say that we don't see a an MCU spin on the newer Steve Rogers or that, that last Steve Rogers uh Captain America costume with the more traditional looking shield that separates and has the the blades that pop out the bottom. Ah, yeah. Well, all right. You still got to work around old man Steve at the end of Endgame. Right. Right. Which is funny you say that because um, Richard Eisen, this is what uh, Anthony Mackin told Anthony Mackie told Rich Eisen on uh, Rich Eisen's show. Because see, at the end of Endgame, Sam didn't ex- accept the shield. If you remember, he told Steve, it doesn't feel right because the shield is yours. So the show is a long way of figuring around who's going to be Captain America. Mackie revealed where the shield's going to end up and who's going to be Captain America. And that is the moniker going to come back. Is someone going to hold that moniker again? Of course, we do know there will be because Captain America is a moniker. It's not the person. Right. And in the comics, Sam is Captain America or was or is kind of. I mean, he's been the latest rendition. Yeah. So. Well, so this is this is how I see it. Evans comes back for this series to play Steve Rogers. Old Steve Rogers. Right. right. He's drinking beer with Bucky and teaching Sam how to throw the shield. Yeah. Yeah. And we, it's already, we know that John Walker, the U.S. agent, is in this series. Right. 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 So this is this is how I see this going down. The government wants the shield to go to Walker. And Bucky and Sam are on the run from Walker and the government. Right. And right. Evans is helping them. Well, I, I think well, it's I, I think it's funny too that there there's the spin of um, Mackie talked around the time of Endgame or shortly after that uh, it was great that 
you know, black man's going to be playing Captain America. And I think we talked about it as well. And it's like, okay, here's an actor who has not done the research of his character to realize his care. The reason why there's, there's the potential push is his character is, the, or at that time, the current Captain America. Right. And that's what they're looking at. Now, there are supposedly f- toys out there showing Sam in the Captain America outfit that we see from the comics or something or a MCU version of that costume. Yeah. Right. So it seems like he's not the front runner. He is the new cap. Yeah. And if it is no surprise, because Sam's already cap. That's why we had the Captain America, Sam will or Sam Wilson, Captain America title. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I, I mean, you're, it, we we got to remember that a lot of this audience for the MCU and for these shows on Disney Plus, they aren't familiar with the comics, right? And they don't know what's going on in the comics. They don't know who John Walker was in the comics, or uh, or, or Sam Wilson, and. Well, okay, in the comic version of Sam Wilson, that's probably a good thing because do, it, that would be kind of an awkward conversation for for the MCU saying, okay, well, we've got a drug dealer who, um, yeah, he's gone good, and now he has this telepathic connection with a bird. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he had too much meth. Maybe he gave the bird meth, and all of a sudden, boom, they're on a wavelength now. That that sort of thing. This version of Sam to me is a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's you know we we're, we're we we grew up with it, so we we've been through all the different iterations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've just if you've just if your exposure to this has been in the last ten years or so. I, and I'll be honest with you, I like this version. It makes more sense. A- as a writer, it makes more sense. Yes. Um, you know, and it, you don't have to, you don't have to either go back and, you know, retcon or, ex- or, or retcon, like say, him being a drug dealer. Oh, but he's good now. Oh, and there's this bird. And, you know, they have a psychic connection. But don't worry, it's cool. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to. Do all that so yeah now now granted this is the same cinematic universe that said hey look it's a raccoon with a machine gun and everything's okay with it right and the comic version of sam wilson it's a good redemption story it really is yeah but but again the the whole point is we have to you have to separate that out mm-hmm and this is and because you are telling a new continuity, and that is that is an argument I had with a with an old college friend of mine when the first Thor movie came out. He was really upset about it. Said, it, it ruins the Thor continuity or or story. I said, dude, it didn't ruin the old one. It's just making a new one, right? And that's that's something he still. I, I, it's been like what? How many years later? Ten years later? And he, I don't, I still don't think he's wrapped his head around that. Right. But that's that's the basic thing. These are new takes on established characters. Right. You may like the character version better. You may like the MCU version better. But if you're familiar with the comic book version, there are things that you can see coming in the MCU. Yes. 
Absolutely. And and this whole, you know, who gets the shield shell game, it's something that I see coming personally. Right. And I can't be the only one. Yeah. So, well, you know what time it is, guys? Mm-hmm. Free ice cream? No. One of these days, I'm going to ask that, and you're going to say, yes, yes, it is. And, well, that might as well be our last podcast. Any other guesses? Uh, is it comic book time? Here are the picks of the week. And, Eric, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, I am going to start off with a number one. This is King in Black Marauders number one by Jerry Duggan, Luke Ross, and Russell Dodderman. The Queen in Red Sails. Red Queen Kate Pride and her crew of marauders set sail against the forces of Null. Captain Kate has pledged to fight for the Deity, and a global disaster like this one gives plenty of folks in need. I'm a sucker for Kitty Pride and Lockheed. As a matter of fact, when, when we were picking uh, our picks for this week, I said, oh, I see Lockheed on the cover. I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, Kylan, how about you? All right. My first pick is Immortal Hulk number 43, brought to us by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. New York City holds 8 million people and harbors one monster, a creature of chaos and anarchy driven by rage and contempt for the structures of man. His, ma- his criminal activities continue even while the beast is hidden in the skin of an ordinary human. But don't be afraid, citizens. This radioactive disease has a cure. The UFOs are here, and they're going to kill the Hulk. Say thank you. The UFOs are back. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, ooh, ooh. Uh, my first pick of the week is King in Black, Gwenham versus Carnage. Number two, Gwen Stacy versus Mary Jane Watson. What? Okay, that's interesting. Um, they've been at each other's throats over the band for years, but not like this. This battle of the bands really shreds. That's not <laughs> okay. my. That's not one of my puns. It's the intern. It, it does sound like one. Yeah, it does. So uh, you didn't write that, did you? I did not. You're not interning for Marvel, are you? I am not. Okay. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Strange Academy number eight by Scotty Young and Umberto Ramos. Students of Strange Academy go on a perfectly normal field trip to space. Uncovering a magical artifact with Rocket and group. Yep, perfectly normal. Meanwhile, what is the Ring of Dread? <laughs> it's this round thing as opposed to a square thing? Yeah. Well, the cover, I, I like the cover because it's just got, it, it's got one of the, it's got one of the Strange Academy people holding up a ring. It looks like the, the Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings after it's been fished out of the lava. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, that's pretty cool. That's quite interesting. <laughs> there you go. It's Kylan's second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Avengers number 42. Brought to us by Mr. Jason Aaron, Luca, Marcika, and 
because uh, the cover I picked uh, covers by Alex Ross. It's a really good-looking, uh, timeless virgin variant of Hawkeye. It's amazing. Uh, the battle to decide the all-new Phoenix Rageathon. Who will wield the destructive cosmic power of the Phoenix Force? Namor will stop at nothing to be the fiery victor. The Black Panther worries as much about victory as he does defeat. Jane Foster knows what it means to carry on a powerful legacy. The She-Hulk cannot be stopped, and the orb has a giant, creepy eyeball for a head. Mike Wazowski. Yeah. You think he'll be the winner? Quite possible. I've got my eye on him. (laughs) I knew you would lash out on that. Oh, my gosh. Would that count as a mic check? (laughs) Only if you're counting crows. feet. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, before before this gets any worse, let me tear away from this oh. and go into my second pick of the week. Um, I, I know y'all saw what I did there. I did. Yeah, we're just trying not to to uh, ignore it. Okay. See, Kylan, this is where Eric and I make you the pupil. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Uh, I promise. Yeah. Um, my second pick is, hey, a number two. Star Wars High Republic number two. Uh, All new series continues. Who destroyed one of the Jedi's deadliest enemies? The Neil Strike. A ship found adrift in space. The crew brutally slaughtered and cargo stolen. What terror awaits the Jedi of Starlight Beacon as they explore the wreck? I don't know if y'all have seen images of Starlight Beacon. When I first saw it, the first thing that came to mind is, oh, it's the Watchtower from D.C., Except, mm. except upside down. Uh, newly knighted Keeve Teres yeah. must overcome her insecurity in the face of new of new teammates. But can she trust her closest ally? Bump, bump, bang. So, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final regular pick of the week. This is the one I am most excited for. So I saved it for last. Warhammer 40,000, Marnaeus Calgar, number four of five, by Kieran Gillen, Jason Burroughs, and James Stucco. The making of a space marine. Young Marnaeus Calgar has passed his space marine aspirant training, but that means the real trial is only just beginning. As Marnaeus undergoes the rigorous training, excruciating organ implantation, and strenuous physical augmentation, he will have to prove that against all odds, he has what it takes. And in the 41st millennium, the assault on Calgar Estates reaches a deadly climax. Anytime I can get in a 40K comic, it's a good day for me. Yeah. I'm glad to see Marvel has 40K license at the moment. I'm, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm not a big Ultramarines fan, and for those of you who don't know, you know, Marnaeus Calgar is like the 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 head of the Ultramarine chapter. Yep. Uh, it, I like what they've done with it. I mean, a lot of people were 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 not very happy. A lot of 40K fans were not very happy about Marvel getting this license. Um, right? But but I think they've done a good job with it. 
Yeah, they have not done anything to potentially ruin the license. Yeah. No. So, uh, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Legend of Shang-Chi, number one, brought to us by Alyssa Wong and Andy Tong. Deadly Hands versus Deadly Blades. Someone has been stealing artifacts of WMD potential. Is up to Shang-Chi to find this person and stop them. But is he prepared to go toe-to-toe with Lady Deathstrike? I don't know if that's going to be enough to uh, one comic to handle, but we'll see. Oh, no, no, this ought to be at least a two-parter. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. And, and if she gets a solid hit on it, you know, Shang is going to be a two-parter, too. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> oh, she's such a cut up, I tell you. Mm. Mm, all right. My final pick of the week is Star Wars number 11. Uh, Operation Starlight goes supernova. The mission to reunite the rebel fleet is countered by a deadly trap sprung by the cunning Commander Zafra. How will. It's a trap. It's a trap. Or, as we say, it's a trap. Um, how will Wedge Antilles, Shara Bay, and the other elite pilots of Starlight Squadron survive? And then there's Lando Calrissian, forced to choose between the Rebellion and one of his oldest friends. Mm. And of course, this is all taking place post uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. So, and Eric, I believe you have the Marvel Unlimited pick for this week. I do, and normally I do try to tie in the uh, the MU pick with, with one of our topics of conversation or at least one of my other picks of the week. Uh, this really has absolutely nothing to do with any of them. Just as I was thumbing through, I thought, okay, how can you go wrong with this, t- with this lineup? Uh, it is Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and Punisher, the dark design from 1994. The Spirit of Vengeance, the Eternal Soldier, and the very best there is. Ghost Rider, Punisher, and Wolverine unite to stop the darkness of Blackheart with the baddest hero team-up in comics. Now, the cover penciler was Al Milgram. Uh, interior art, uh, penciler was Ron Garney. Writer was Howard Mackey, and this was published December 1st, 1994. Well, sweet. Any final thoughts out there? Uh, I'm all thought it out. Uh, my final thought is, it's a trap! <laughs> my, my final thought is, I, I sent you guys pictures earlier today of something I found in the wild. Yeah. I found Frogman. Action figure. The Marvel yeah. Legends Frogman. Well, we are officially entered uh, in the Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival in one of the, one of the podcast categories. I think we are for um, best produced podcast is what I submitted us for, right. along with Weeby Geeks and Wookie Radio. Um, but then it's one of those doing laundry, and whatnot, and came came across a twenty dollar bill. I had some change um, hanging on my wall. Frogman. Nice. I, I I had to. <laughs> I had to. You know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And this and this particular, this was at Walmart. And they, wow. And they only had two. Well, now they only have one. They only have one. There can only be one. There can be only one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Frogman or Highlander? There can be only one. Um, there you go. I guess with him, you could build Stiltman. He has a piece for Stiltman. I could care less about Stiltman. So could most comic people. Yeah. Even though apparently with this particular stilt man, if you bought, uh, was it the hand army or the hand figure mm-hmm. hand warrior, it comes okay. with, it comes with the legs. So if you did an army build, you could then bring stilt man up to almost like three foot tall. <laughs> so instead of a six inch figure, you got a three, three and a half foot figure. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, but yeah, that could be. But I don't know. I, I have no. I would only do it for the nostalgia, and that's only if I could find the, the pieces, right? Because I don't want all the pieces or all the different characters. No. But I have Frogman. That's the important, and that's thing. all that matters. And apparently, there was another version of Frogman as well that was done earlier in the series, which I did not realize. So mm-hmm. I may have to see about trying to find that one in the future. Yeah, in the future as well, and picking it up so okay. I can say I have both. So you have Frogman, but now Frogman has you. Yeah. And there's a <laughs> they whole, have each other. There's a whole long story about me and frogs. I'll tell you guys that some other time. But <laughs> um, on that note, I'm just going to say, if there's no other final thoughts, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No. Um, just time to go dark. <laughs> gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. (laughs) Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.